you feel it, you know it. Deep, raw productions. Sports Talk with D-Raw. What's up, people? It's your boy D-Raw, and I'm coming back to you with another episode of STWD. You know it. And it's your right. boy. Real Talk Riggs here. Hey, right, I'm just here co-hosting with the best host in the third coast, your boy D-Raw. Yeah, so first we're going to get off into some NFL stuff. We're going to talk about who we think are uh, pre, pre-season. Uh, yeah. Yes, our preseason MVPs. So, me, I'm going to do it on both sides of the ball. I'm going to go offense and defense. On offense, I can't go wrong with Josh Allen this year. The 2021 season is looking superb as long as he is in a Buffalo Bills uniform with that defense. Stephon Diggs, hey, it is nothing but up. Because guess what? Every year he has improved his offense, not only his reads, and also his leadership. You cannot go wrong with Josh Allen in 2021 at all. I respect that. I respect that. But he won't be in MVP. So who could it be then? Lamar Jackson. Stop it. He's already won it. No, no. Look, people. uh, Lamar is up on a contract season. But you might as well say Baker Mayfield. Nah, Mayfield versus Jackson. Nah, bro. He ain't Mayfield. Lamar Jackson will be an MVP of the season. This year, he will be a more accurate passer. He will pass for more yards than he has ever. And he will rush for more yards this season. But he's not passing for more yards than Josh Allen. He might rush for more yards, so that's guaranteed. He's going to rush for more yards than a lot of running backs. Pity. But at the end of the day, you're talking about leadership. You're talking about taking your team to the next level. Josh Allen has done that every so, single year. So every single year. You think you think the Bills will win more games than Baltimore this season? Yes. Yes. No, they won't, bro. Yes. No, they won't. Yes. How many? How Who many? was one win away from the Super Bowl? Buffalo. That was last season, though, right? And it will be again this year. Excuse me. All right. Buffalo learned from their mistakes by getting beat by Houston in the playoffs two years ago. They improved. They now have the tools in place to finally overtake Kansas City and make it to the big dance. I can see it. No, I'm not even a Bills fan, but I know. They don't have a tougher schedule this year. That's fine. They want the challenge. They want the smoke. And they're going to get it this year. Yeah, they're going to get all the smoke. That's right. They're going to be in last place. (laughs) You can't be in last place. They're going to win the AFC East hands down. Who is better than them? The only team that can really compete with them is the Dolphins, and, the, and Tua's not going to get it done. And we don't know that. Tua's Tua, not going to I think I think Tua has a, a great opportunity to prove himself this year. I got uh, that. I, I believe that. But matter of fact, Brian, Brian Flores matter fact, can lead him. Tua's going to sit there and let him down. I see it hands down right now. Matter of fact, I, I think the Dolphins might get about 10, 10 wins, bro. And they go about 10 and 7. 10 and 7? All right. But right now, I'm already looking at the Bills going 13 and 4. 13 and 4 right now. Bills. I know you can. I know you will. Uh, I give them about nine wins. <laughs> nine bro. wins for the Bills, people. Nah, bro. And I give the Ravens probably about a good 13 to 14 wins. Oh, no. 
So what a minute. So how many wins? So how many wins are you giving Kansas City? Kansas City? Mm, this year, honestly, bro, I give Kansas City. They improved that offensive line. They did, but that was the only thing holding them back. Their defense was already suspect, but all they needed was the offensive line. I think they I have think, that now. I think their their wins is uh probably gonna be about the same as it was. Like how many games did we won last year? Probably like what twelve? I, I think twelve or thirteen. I say about twelve wins again. Because they in that weak division. Hey, Raiders, this is the time for you to show up. Raiders, John Gruden, for the love hey. of God, please tell me mm-hmm. you have a plan. Hey, this the, is what year the, four or five now. The Raiders gonna be in a um and they and be last in a division. Nah, but I, but I give them about eight to nine wins. That should be the Broncos' last no, division. No, I actually I think Teddy Bridgewater is actually gonna have a, a pretty good season in the Broncos' system. Yeah, but is Melvin Gordon going to have a run game? I think he should be fine. Melvin Gordon should be fine. So you got to realize, you're going to have the reemergence and resurgence of uh, Justin Herbert. I believe believe that he's going to build up the Chargers to a new level. So so look, the Chargers should have 10 wins. The Chiefs should have at least 13 or 14 wins. I get the Chargers by 10 wins. The Broncos, I don't see them having no more than 6 wins. Honestly, okay. So I see the Raiders with about eight to nine wins, and I see the Chargers with about eight to nine wins. And then, then who else we got? We got the Chiefs, and we got the uh, the Broncos. The Broncos should be at the bottom. Broncos, I think they gonna they get about, about six. they gonna get about ten wins, bro. What? <laughs> what? Oh my god! I think hey, with what? With what are they getting ten hey, wins? That new, that new receiver they got. They got Melvin Gordon in the backfield, and they got Teddy Bridgewater, who's going to be uh, out to prove himself. Okay. From all the disrespect he didn't got the last couple years with the uh, with the last season with the uh, Saints. No, he was with the he was with the Panthers last year. Well, the Panthers, yeah. but and and they, they screwed and, him. They screwed well, him. The Panthers him. screwed him, and then the Saints disrespected him. Yeah, because he really should be a Saint right now, replacing Drew Brees. But so, that, that's with all that being said, who is your comeback player of the year? Oh, Cam Newton. Cam Newton was disrespected last year by everybody in the NFL except for Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick knows more than anybody when it comes to football. And let me tell you something. If Cam Newton was as bad as everybody said he was, Bill Belichick would have cut his losses. What did he do? He gave him a two-year deal for $14 million after paying after playing on a $1 million deal. You telling me Bill Belichick doesn't know what he has when he in Cam Newton, trust me. He out here working in that gym. He getting his legs back. That arm strength has never left. Cam Newton's gonna take them to new heights. I guarantee they will win at least ten games. Cause they went seven and nine. If Cam Newton's playing that poorly, now he did only throw for five TDs. I, I will say that. But Cam Newton has a better grip on the offense now. Josh McDaniels believes in him, and so does Bill Belichick. Yeah. They will get at least I, 10 wins. I, I now, the playoffs, I don't know. But 10 wins, is I know for sure. I agree. I agree that Cam will have a, a resurgence of this oh, season. It, it's, it's really his make-or-break year. I think if, if it breaks, then he, he Yeah, I, don't, I think he's going to be out the league. Uh, if he, if he, but, that's why I feel like he but has I, to I do that. I think Cam, Cam is really, uh, he really has a high IQ in football, to be honest. Yes. And um, I think this year, this second year actually gives him 
more understanding of the playbook and the offense that they were just throwing at him in his first year of being I really believe that the Patriots offense is kind of complex. And also, bro, to be honest, Cam didn't have no weapons last season. In his defense, he really didn't. I don't really think he had nothing. Oh, no, no, he got the tight end game now. And you know, that's what he thrives. Yeah, he he got Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry. I think he got one more, too. What's his name? John Jones or something like that. Oh, I know you're talking about. Yeah, I think they got him, too. And then... John Smith. Yeah, John o. Smith. That's what his name is. Because I think he came over from the Titans. Yeah. yeah so, so, and you know the Patriots, they thrive on tight ends. Always. And, and I feel but, like Hunter Henry, he didn't really get a lot of, you know, playing time with the Chargers because of the injuries. Now if he can get that injury bug off his back, we're looking at another Gronk right there. We, we could be. Possibly. Because Hunter Henry is very sought after coming out of, now, coming out of the I draft. I think the only thing that's going to hurt them is their receiving game. I mean... What receivers do they really have? And then the young dude. Did uh, they drafted? I can't remember if they drafted anybody. I got to make that up. I you know, they, they, they had. had they kill Harry. Nah, yeah. They let him go. Nah. He, he's, he, not, he not worth it. He not even worth the money. I think, I, think, I think they should give him the kill Harry one more season to develop with Cam. They need a veteran in there. Uh, they do need they do need some vets. They the ones who really should have signed. They they need they need some more vets. Period. I mean, even just in the backfield, because I mean, who they really who, got who, in the backfield? Who's that starting running back? See, <laughs> no, it's uh Sonny Michelle, right? Oh yeah, well yeah, Sonny Michelle. He's he's good, but he's a small back. Yeah, they they, they, they need a the power. They back. need another uh big back how they used to have back in the day, bro. They need somebody that can go in there and bruise and. And, and help Cam get that, that first down instead of depending on Cam to uh, do these quarterback runs. They need to figure out a way to uh, lessen the hits on Cam. Oh, yeah, because he he's 32 now, and he, ain't keep, he can't keep taking but, the hits. But from, like you said, Cam has been out there working, and he's, uh, honestly, he's losing weight. He's looking better. Uh, he's look, you know, he, he look, look good. He looking, he look, he looking good in all season uh, right now. He's looking a whole lot. I, better. I hope that this is a chance for him to prove all his naysayers wrong, and just you know get back into you know football shape. Because I think last year he sat out too long. They brought him in, and then you know he was coming off the injuries too. So it just took time to really just get into the groove. And then you know they tried to simplify the offense, but I feel like with Cam Newton, you don't have to. Because he has all the attributes. He has the arm. He has the legs. Just get him out there. Show him. Tell him what you want from him. I think he can deliver. And I think he will. Yeah. And so since Cam is your comeback player of the year, I think my comeback player of the year is Jameis Winston. Jameis is out to prove to everybody that he should have been starting. Because he's another player that I feel like he got missed over in New Orleans. I don't know what they got going on in New Orleans, bro. But they uh, said Drew Brees. How did he get messed over? But when Drew Brees wasn't playing, they chose to go with um, what's the little dude? Oh, they, the uh, little special weapon guy, dude that played receiver, fullback. Honestly, I feel bro. like I feel like it was good because you already know what you get from Jameis Winston. Number two, Jameis Winston hadn't had his lacy surgery yet. Couldn't see. He can't see. He can't see. Well, in that case, if he can't see, they do make visors that are prescribed. So he should have had that. He should have went with that. He should have went with that. But, but he got to be able to see, bro. If he couldn't see, he wouldn't be in the NFL. Don't, hey, honestly, the only thing you really <laughs> need to see is Michael Thomas. Just throw it in his direction. He gonna need to see more than Michael Thomas. He need to see uh, a boy, buddy boy in the backfield too, because he gonna yeah. he gonna get a lot. I, of honestly, back. I feel like Alvin Kamara. He should get a lot more touches this year. I'm not talking about like the little screens and stuff like that. I'm talking about he need to get physical touches. 
Because I feel like James Winston doesn't need all the pressure on him early. Because, number one, you play Tampa Bay twice. You're going to play Carolina twice. And don't think about playing Carolina twice. They actually are getting back in the groove. Matt Rule is doing a lot of good things out there. You got Christian McCaffrey coming back. Mm-hmm. He should be 100% healthy. And then, you know, they built up the defense the year before, and they built the defense more this year in, in the draft. So they should be... They should be competitive. They shouldn't win a lot of games. I give them about seven games, but I believe that Carolina should be very competitive every single game this year. You think how many games you think McCaffrey gonna play this year? He's not gonna play all seventeen, but he should have played at least fourteen to fifteen games. Because I feel like at the end of the season, if they ain't doing nothing, I think they're gonna go ahead and sit him down. You might as well just shut him down. I give him twelve games. He gonna he gonna miss five. They they run into part. If, if people, if you have not looked at uh, Christian McCaffrey's stats, this dude gets a thousand yards rushing and a thousand yards receiving, and he's okay. been doing that since he came into the league. They are running this dude into the ground, bro. Yeah, they they well, same thing you said about Marshall Falk, but right now I, he and his prime they got to ride his coattails. I, I feel the same way about at Saquon. Least, Saquon just getting ran and ran into the ground. At least, uh, hopefully, Falk, it'll just you know pan out for him because at least Falk has some help. I mean, a, he had Isaac Bruce, he had Torrey Holt. You can't name none of the receivers really, but what Curtis Samuel for the Panthers? <laughs> no. Uh, what about DJ Moore? I forgot about him. See, see, you can't don't sleep on him. And then um, what's the other one? Robbie Anderson. That's a good. That's a good pickup. He is with the pants. I forgot he yeah. Was. Yeah. yeah, but he ain't got nobody to throw him a ball. <laughs> oh, the dude that came from the Jets. Um, what's his name, bro? Uh, trash, bro. He bro, trash. no, no, no. He not trash, bro. He went to oh, USC. Boy, you, yeah, he trash. Yeah, nah, he not Damn. trash, bro. He just Damn. played with the Jets. He was trash, bro. bro. I, I look, I'm sitting there telling he not trash, but I don't even remember your name, bro. I'm so he sorry. He trash. <laughs> I can at least get your name right if I'm going to sit here and defend you. He's trash, bro. <laughs> Any quarterback that comes from USC is not good, no, bro. bro. Hey, Carson Palmer was good. Matt Lyman. Carson Palmer good. had some good seasons. If he had, if he he had, had some good seasons, then he became injury prone. Uh, it's the NFL. You get hit left and right. Matt Liner, what you said, Matt Liner? He would have been trash. He was in a better system. <laughs> he was trash. At the time, Arizona bro. wasn't the right fit. Bro, they weren't the right fit. Man, the best thing they probably had most recently, bro, is Mark Sanchez, the butt fumble man. Oh, man. You're not going to disrespect that dude, man. Hey, he, he took he took oh. the Jets to the, uh, the uh, conference playoffs. Finals. He did that. He did do that time. Bro, I, mean, uh, bro, I am having yeah. a brain for it right now. What is this dude's name? They, and they traded for him, too. <laughs> bro, what is this dude's name? <laughs> oh, my God. Bro, he went to USC. He was a third overall pick, man. Sam Darnold. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Sam Darnold. Hey, I knew I was going to remember your name, bro. Hey, shout out to Matt. Sam Darnold, man. Shout out to that boy, man. You're going to do big things in Carolina, bro. <laughs> hey, you got all the tools, bro. You just in the Jets organization, bro. They just messed over you, bro. Right. Put that ghost thing behind you, bro. Move forward. Move the Panthers, bro. I'm giving you seven games, baby. A lot of positivity here. 
Got to. You got to have you, positivity. You think, you think he's going to be close to a runner-up or a comeback player of the year? Of course not. I just said he's going to give the team seven games. <laughs> that means trash. No, no. That means trash, hey, bro. You can't be trash, bro, and they traded a second-round and a fourth-round pick to get you there, bro. Man. And and Robbie Anderson spoke highly of you, bro, <laughs> because he had the final say-so in a sense because it's like, bro, you played with him before. He's like, hey, bro. Don't trade for that dude. He's garbage. He didn't do that. He like, well, yeah, we win. You know what? With all these players uh, we're talking about. Role of quarterback guru. With all these players we're talking about, bro, who really going to be there? I mean, with this this new COVID deal they got in NFL, who, who's really going to be there? I mean, have you all uh, heard about it? I mean, with the new COVID thing, basically, if your team isn't vaccinated or any, we already know, all 53 players, it's not going to be vaccinated or, hell, even more than that. It's what, like 70, 70-some, 80-some players that come try out for the team. You yeah. don't know who's vaccinated and who who is. But had that uh, card. And then, you know, so if your team uh, runs through a COVID, basically a COVID scandal, um, and say say Corey team is vaccinated or some of his players vaccinated and some of mine is vaccinated, but uh, we got J.J. White over here. He messed around and get COVID. Now he just spread it against my I mean amongst my team. Now uh none of us get paid and so so doesn't Corey team. He they don't get paid either and they don't and we don't play that week. As well as us not playing that week, that means we have to reschedule within an eighteen week uh period. And if we can't reschedule, we just don't get paid. We both just lose out. And I just feel like damn So bro, like So is that like a double loss? It's a double loss. So we both take the L. I mean, well, well, the team that the team that's uh, not, I guess the team that is healthy gets the W. But but what happens, both, but what, happens if, but what happens if both teams? Man, fuck all that, <laughs> bro. If both both teams go oh. go out there and they don't get paid. Oh, so, for that so, week, oh, so that's what you said. I thought you were saying the team that has to forfeit doesn't get paid. So so technically both teams. If, both we, teams if we don't, don't play at all, so like if your team has to forfeit, we just get the win in the W column, but I don't get a check. Right. Oh no. Oh no. So, bro, bro. I thought I read that all wrong. I thought just to I thought we just get the win yeah. and we still get paid, but there's no money, there's no general there's no money revenue right. in. So like, neither one of us get paid. So you know who's reaping the benefits right now? The NFL. The NFL, the owners. Because none of the players are reaping the benefits. They're going to be sitting there. Because they saving money because they yeah. ain't got to pay nobody. Yeah, they're saving money. And actually, they're still making money. They're making money on jerseys, merchandise, you know, all kind of merchandise and stuff. While these players uh, sit at home, don't get no paychecks, what? and let the, let the owners basically uh, uh, run a slave farm. Hey. Is it, hey, sports is, I hate to say it, it is modern-day slavery. Well, NFL for sure. That because why would Roger Goodell do this? Because basically he's violating your freedom of choice. Because now it's like basically it's mandatory. Now you have to get the, the you Man, know the, the shot, the vaccine, which is fine. Because I because I'm fully vaccinated. My brother's fully vaccinated. We get it. But the point is though, we still make that decision to get vaccinated. It right. wasn't like it was. You can't gun force that. You can't force that on nobody. Yeah. So the fact that you're trying to sit there and say, oh, yeah, you need to get vaccinated or you can just go ahead and just kiss the season goodbye because we're not going to let you play. That's, well, it's that's, not even that's that. Crazy. It's like they'll let them play, but basically they saying for the players that aren't vaccinated. Oh, so the players that aren't vaccinated, if someone gets COVID, 
you got to sit out for 10 days. So you can't even be involved with the team for 10 days every time. And the, the players two games. And, the, and the players that are vaccinated, they can still keep continue to do team activities. Shit, with this new this new variant, it's not even gonna matter in a minute. So I'm trying to figure out like how is this gonna work? Who's gonna be allowed to come in the NFL stadiums? Are only fans that's vaccinated coming in coming but into the it stadium? It doesn't really matter because with the new variant, it still attacks you. So now you, we probably gonna have to wait for the COVID boosters, the Pfizer booster shots. So technically, right now. You just making money off sales, and now you know, with all of this going on, you know, we got the new Delta variant, and then we got a new yeah, they just variant of some other Lam- 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 Lambros, yeah, something like Lam- that. Bro. So now with this one, so you know, you got two types floating around. Even if you're fully vaccinated, you're not vaccinated. You still it's get, it. you can still get it. So it's like we back at square one. Yeah, we are literally so, back at uh, square one. And I and honestly, bro, with all these different protocols that the NFL is trying to throw at these players and stuff, I understand. Um, I'm, I understand what I have to say. I, but, but I, I, I just feel like, like, man, out of all the major leagues, bro, the NFL players are the most oppressed. I mean, you don't have an opinion. You can't, you can't uh, do anything about your situation. You know, anytime you speak up or or you uh, do anything body wise, I mean, non-verbal or verbal. You get scrutinized and shout out and to my boy Kaepernick. Man. Yeah, you know, uh, you uh, you went down the martyr, bro. Your legacy sport forever live on in my heart, bro. What you did is still, you know, chiming in people's minds today. Yeah, what you and did I, I five think, years ago, they are just now realizing what you were really stood stood up for. And people, some people still don't get it. Some people just now realizing it. But I knew all along, bro, you were standing up for social injustice, and I applaud you for that always. Yeah, and I think today uh, NFL um, players should really look back now and see see and understand what was really going on. And I think now looking back at Kaepernick, you start to see. Well, he'll gain a lot of respect now. Uh, more than that, that picture is worth a, a thousand a thousand words, bro. More than that. Because I I can't lie. Because at first I didn't I didn't you know I didn't understand what he was doing as far as like sitting down. But, you know, I understood about taking the knee part. I understand because you're taking the knee to understand that, hey, you know, there's a lot of things going on. And then when he spoke out about it, he made people try to understand, like, I'm not against the military. I'm not against the flag. I'm just mm-hmm. against social injustice. And people always want to make it about the flag. People always want to make it seem as if he hates the country. And that's not the case at all. If you would take the time and realize that this country... What is actually built on, what it actually should stand for, as opposed to what it actually does stand for now, you understand what he was really fighting for. Right. And we're still fighting for it today. And I just want people to take the time and just understand that, yes, Colin Kaepernick went about it the right way, the responsible way, and he went about it a very non-threatening and also very non-verbal, but also made the biggest verbal statement because it got everybody talking. And I thank you. Yeah, yeah it definitely got uh, DeAndre Hopkins talking about what he gonna do next uh, with his NFL career. I hope he don't retire. Today, today I like DeAndre Hopkins uh, actually tweeted that he was thinking about retiring and he said, never thought I would say this, but being put in a position to hurt my team because I don't want to partake and the vaccine is making me question my future in the NFL. 
Man, that's sad. Because, once again, you're taking away a person's freedom of choice. Right. Like, why? But you know what? Um, I will say I do like is that DeAndre Hopkins and a few other other players in the NFL are actually starting to use their platforms to speak out. And uh, that's really becoming a big thing. And I think that's going to force the NFL to change. Nah, Roger Goodell, I, I, I hope and pray that one day he changed. But I feel like he listens more to the owners than actually people going out there, you know, shit that's that does sweat tears. Yeah. yeah. Because without the players, what can you really do? If the players decided right now, like, hey, we all going to stand with each other. If we have to take the vaccine, we don't want to play. What do they do then? You can't find if you find them, so what? You're not making any money. Yeah. And if they don't pay the fines, then so what? Okay, you can hold their checks. They still got guaranteed money, you gotta pay them. Right now, the ball is actually in the player's court, but then you have to realize too, though, see, you gotta realize it's always gonna be the one or two players. Oh you, man, I need my check, man. I'm I can't say, do that. I'm gonna tell you why the NFL players are like that versus the NBA players. You notice that um, at least, I want to say, if it's 15 players on the NBA roster, bro, at least 13 of them players got guaranteed contracts. That's true. I'm a, Other than the last two people that's probably on what, like a two-way deal or a 10-day contract or whatever it is, everybody else has guaranteed contracts. So once the NFL uh, puts that into their policy when they have the next uh, little league thing or you know meeting um, or whatever, that's oh, the NFLPA. Yeah. Okay. That's when. That's when the NFL is gonna change. That's when they really need to put a voice. Because then you gotta pay me. Don't matter what you say. I'm gonna sit at home because my money guaranteed. And you gonna you gonna go by my rules and we gonna run this league. Hey, that'll be nice. I can't. Hey, I hope I'm alive to see that day. I hope I just one day I can just turn on the TV, turn on ESPN. They be like the players just said, you know what? Forget it. We're not playing this season. We're good. <laughs> yeah, then it really becomes fuck you pay me. Because guess what? The owners gonna do everything they can to get that money. That's true. They gonna they gonna be like, oh you oh okay, you know what? And you know what bro, you know it's so ridiculous, bro. You know the NFL makes more money than any league in the world. They own Sunday. Besides church, I don't I don't mean that like in a non they make way. More but money I mean like they literally They make more money than any league in the NFL and they don't pay more than baseball. Which people claim that is losing viewers and interest. How? I love baseball. Well, I only like the second half, but I can't lie. And then, uh, but look, think about it. Most baseball games you don't even watch until playoff time. That is true. And then we don't even go to to games to the playoffs. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, They make more money than the NBA, even though the NBA is more international. So, they, so wait a minute. So basically, on the scale, it's so basically, what you're saying is, it's soccer, NFL, NBA, baseball, and hockey. Well, as far as play, as far as the, pay, the players getting paid, it's soccer over there in Europe. Then it's baseball. Okay. Then it's NBA, and then it's NFL, uh, hockey, WNBA. Oh, and then they just got a raise. Hell, you know what? Is, are there any million dollar players in the WNBA? No, bro. They just had a comparison the other day. You know how much money Sue Bird makes, bro? And she probably could be compared to be like a, a LeBron of the WNBA. She only make like 
two hundred some thousand dollars, bro. Like getting? Like That's getting. pretty good. Oh. Oh. So you tell me people like Britney Griner and they ain't making no money, bro. And Asia Wilson and I mean, they, uh, make, they making more money than us, but they ain't making no money. Man. And they play hard. Well, I, I can't even lie. I, I don't even remember the last time I, I like I keep up with the WNBA well, when it comes to the fight. Well, I'm gonna be honest. I, just watch I, I don't find interest in the WNBA because we don't have a team anymore. And I don't even understand that. I mean, we had the greatest WNBA team of them all, bro. And then, like, they just disappeared and became, like, what, the Atlanta Dream or something? I don't even... Man, I we, think they just disappeared, period. Was, yeah, who gets our lineage? That's what I want to know. You know what? Uh, where, did our, where did our four championships go? How do you win four championships and then disappear? Yeah. Yeah, for real. Like, who does that? Who just, who just says, you know, forget it, I'm done? Wow. Hey, you know what? Speaking of expansion teams... I want to know how Seattle got an expansion team in uh, hockey before Houston. I want to know, hell, I want to know how Vegas got an expansion team before Houston. I ain't gonna lie to the Golden Knights pretty good, though. Yeah, but, I mean, hey, but the point is, though, Houston loves hockey. As you can tell about the Houston Arrows when they were once here, we won yeah. Turner Cups, people. That's the equivalent and, to the Stanley Cup. And, like, and they know, had good, in the and they had good audiences to show up every game. Hey. They had a good good turnout every game. So yeah. it doesn't really make sense. And also, what also doesn't make sense that Houston is the fourth largest city in America and it has no hockey team. And you can't tell me, oh, Houston's not a hockey town, this and that, because you got hell, one in Phoenix. You got you got, you one, got one in hot ass Phoenix, bro. You and got, you got one in Phoenix. Nashville. Hell, Come on, people. Don't they got one in Miami or some shit too? They do? I mean, I, no, oh, no, the Florida, the Florida Panthers. I don't know where they play in, but I know it's the Florida Panthers. But they got one out there in Florida. Yeah, they got and it, and you know the Tampa Bay Lightning just won the Stanley Cup, so they got two teams out there. Exactly. So come on, bro. What's going on? Come on, bro. It just don't make sense, bro. Bro, I was lost. Now, now, two now we do know we do we do know that Tillman Fertitta is is willing to you know put up the money to get a get an NHL team. That would be a good idea if we can. Oh my God, but. Honestly, I, I just feel like I don't really think he's serious about it because he allows Seattle to get a team and he could have yeah, put He could have just outbid him. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, we Seattle, had, we Seattle didn't even have a basketball team. And then, look, they didn't even build a new arena. They just said they was going to renovate the old key arena that the Seattle Suns was playing there, bro. Bro, bro <laughs> you can't renovate that. When was the last time the Suns played in that? What, like 2008? Yeah. Come on, bro. That thing almost 15 years old. And not to mention, it's probably been abandoned for 13. Probably had concerts in there. I'll give them that. But come on, man. A sports venue that's been abandoned for 13 years? You can do better, Seattle. Hey, they you did can it. do better. They, yeah, did, I, bro. they got it done some kind they of did. way. Congratulations to Seattle. Yeah. Uh, now, now, I want you to tell me who in the NBA draft out of the top four picks and you got you got uh, Kay Cunningham, Jalen okay. Green, okay. Evan Mobley, okay. and Jalen Suggs. All right. Out of those four players, who will have the highest ceiling and the lowest floor? Well, I'm gonna have to say Jalen Green, only because he's already played amongst real men, where everybody else just played against college, uh, you know, collegiates. So the reason why I say Jalen Green because he's a consistent scorer. He already has the body, the size. 
All he needs is just the right coach and mentor to push him over the hump. T-Mac, if you're in the city, because we're going to get Jalen Green. We're going to draft him. I want you to reach out to this young man. I want you to develop him. I want you to take him under your wing. I want you to mold him. I want you to make him into the next big thing. I would greatly appreciate that. Hey, you think you think Jalen Graham look good next to uh, Damian Lillard and KPJ? No, because now well, we got to get what we get, <laughs> Damian Lillard. Hey, Damian, look, wherever you go, wherever you go, I know you will make an immediate impact. But we just going to – I'm just here to tell you, I, I just want to just build from the ground up like we did with the Astros. Yeah, we sucked for a couple of years, but look at us now. Championship, world, two World Series appearances in the past three years. Hey, look. Hey, I'm Ast- trying to do like Dragon. I'm just trying to start from the bottom, you know, just rise, man. Hey, the Astros have been going hard since 2015. I know. And I feel like we have, look, we, if we can just take Christian Wood, build around him, while still motivating him to compete every single night, keep him consistent. Then you got KPJ. Then you're going to have Jalen Green. Hey, all we need is a little veteran point guard, maybe like a little Rondo or something, come through, guide. Hey, we yeah. need to get Patrick Beverly back. Hey, look, he doesn't even matter. Uh, before he was like, you ain't want Patrick Beverly, bro. Hey, 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 I feel like sometimes he can be a little bit of a cancer on the court. But, hey, he I feel like he, he, he's a... Uh, the away, the away team cancer, but he ain't a, he ain't a cancer to your nah, team. He can, be, he can be a cancer. Hey, look. The Clippers going to keep him because they like that. They like that fire. Nah. Anything to keep butts in the seats because they know the Lakers nah, are set up every bro. game. Honestly, bro, I, I think I think uh, the Clippers going to have to make a trade this offseason if they even want to be competitive on a level to even uh, possibly even make it to a championship. Westbrook, there you go. There you go. You don't want to go to the Lakers, bro. Go ahead and join the clip show, bro. Hey, that'll be a nice... Hey, you, PG, and Kawhi? Hey, look, you're going to be the healthiest thing on the team? Yeah, it's nice, but I think Westbrook is uh, smart enough to know not to go no. to the Clippers. You like competition, Westbrook. You know you want to be in a Clippers jersey. Because guess what? You go to the Lakers, hey, you're going to be out there playing with street clothes. You know what that means. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be playing with street clothes with Kawhi. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Kawhi going to be sitting in the box <laughs> looking hey. down at them boys. They're going to be like, hey, drive to the basket. Hey, uh, nah, he ain't, he ain't going to say nothing, bro. <laughs> nah, Kawhi. Kawhi's going to be like, man, bro, why didn't you drive? Nah, he, 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 he going to be real depressed. <laughs> hey, you think you got to watch Meeks, bro. Like, uh, the little comedian on YouTube, he yeah. make fun of Kawhi all the time, bro. Oh, man, I can only imagine. I got to show you. Hey, because Meeks and, uh, what's it? Big Jock. Big Jock, <laughs> hey. Hey, shout out to you, boys, man. I love y'all videos, man. Hey, we need to link up, man. Do some stuff, man. Hey, I, we would love to have y'all on uh, Real Talk Sports. Hey, that would be hilarious. Yeah, for real, for real. Oh, and so uh, my player, bro, with the highest ceiling and the lowest floor, honestly, I think it's Evan Mobley because, one, all the things he can do coming into the league as a big, he can shoot the three. He, he got a mid-range game. He's, he was seven feet tall. He can run the floor. Uh, everything he can do, I mean, it, it says high ceiling. But at the same time, I'm afraid that he might be the next Hashim to beat. <laughs> wow. And, I ain't heard that name in so long. And, well, honestly, the only reason why I feel like he has a lot of upside, and I feel like it all depends on what team he goes to. 
But right now, I feel like this is no longer a big man's league. Like it's then, not, you know, but but look, then again, look at Yoki, look at Yannick, and look at Yoki's too. Yeah, they bringing the big man back. They actually keep so, the five in rotation besides just grabbing rebounds. You actually got to pay attention to the to the center now. Yeah, so that might be the move to make, especially for the Rockets if if they um get Damian Lillard because I think if you get Dame and you get and then you get uh, Jalen Green, you got KPJ. The, the backcourt is crowded. So, mm, to, put, to put somebody in the front court, let Olenek go would make sense. And then you got uh, you got Mobley and you got Woods. That's Twin Towers. Then you got a nice backcourt. All right, so tell me this. Who was the, who was the best center in the 90s? Best in the 90s? Hakeem Olajuwon. Okay, I agree. Who was the best center in the 2000s? Shaq. Okay. Who was the best center in the 2010s? It's going to be hard. Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, bro. Dwight Howard, he took, it, he took Orlando all the way on his back. Now, when we say big, we talking about like centers only? You said... Because me personally, I would, I, would have, I would have to say Tim Duncan, bro. But he's more of a power forward, so he don't really count. I mean, he is a big, but... I'm talking about I'm talking about the five position. Well, it's got to be Dwight. There's no other center um, other than um, but DeMarcus he, Cousins, maybe. But, but he started declining then you like gotta, after he left. Either, bro, it's either Howard or Cousins. So, 2010s. 2010? At least in the early part of the 2010s. Now the, la- the latter part. Yeah, the, the latter, latter part. Yeah, it wasn't him. That's why I can't but, say. But you I also, can't give him a whole you also got, you got to you you also look at uh, Dwight, came, Dwight came into the league in, in what? 2004. Yeah, I was say 2004. So in the 2010s, he was already. But, like, he, but he was a monster in 2010, 2011. He was. He was. Shit, he was a monster with the Rockets, bro. But then once he, once he the left Lakers, the Rockets. Nah, no, no, see, when, when he went to the Lakers. Kobe I, I, Kobe, I think he bro. just didn't do good with Kobe. But when he came to the Rockets, he was a monster. Them two years he was in Houston, bro, he did good. And we already know who the best center is in 2020. In the 2020s, or should be. Oh, for now, but Jokic. Oh, but I'm about to say Embiid. Damn. He's street clothes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and for everybody who doesn't understand what we mean by street clothes, they mean always on the sideline, always hurt. In your best, in your Sunday best, watching the game courtside because you're exactly. not participating. Exactly, bro. And that's what you don't need in the NBA. If we get paid to play, I need you to play. Yeah. And so, something uh, broken. I guess we can move on to this this Big Twelve topic. And if you haven't heard, UT and Oklahoma is trying to go to the SEC. So, question is like. What what is that going to do for the Big Twelve, and, and how is that going to change all the other conferences uh, that may try to get to sixteen teams in their leagues, or uh, just a beef up period? Like I say, we need to go ahead and eliminate the Big Twelve because without Texas and Oklahoma, it's not going to thrive. You already lost Texas A and M, which already sucks. You lost Colorado, which already sucks. So what? So uh, what? What? Who? Who wants to play Ohio? Iowa State? Nobody. Who wants to play Baylor? Nobody. TCU? Nobody. These are teams that nobody wants to play. Well, they might as well just go. Well, I'm, I'm, well for TCU, 
Uh, they probably the best. A couple of them. TCU other schools. and Baylor probably the best one. A couple of them other schools. Oklahoma State too. So out of those three schools, have a chance to go to better conferences and thrive. If you yeah. stay in the Big Twelve, yeah, you'll win, but you're not going to get noticed because now your division is going to be just no impact. It's not going to be a too. You got, you got, like you said, you got uh, TCU, Baylor, um, Oklahoma State. Don't do that, name Kansas and Kansas State. No, no, you got, you got Texas Tech. That's another school. I mean, it's Lubbock, but hey, they, hey. honestly, the air raid, that school right there. That should go right there to the Pac-12. They they like that kind of stuff, cause that cause look though, cause then you can play so with Hawaii. That's the case. That's the case. Bro, bro, that's the case. That's, that's, that's TCU fine. might as well go back to like the Mountain West or something or, or Pac-12. Bro, I feel like all the good schools should go in the major kind of like TCU. I can actually see them being in you know like the ACC. That'd be a good that'd be a good pickup for them. Baylor. I can see them going to the SEC too. Nah, they, hell nah, bro. No, I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why Baylor not gonna be in the SEC. Number one, they it's not it's they, don't fit region region wise. But what I'm saying, they, they, they can take some of the weaker schools. They, they stadium, or they should do they a school stadium swap. not big enough, bro. They need to do a school. They swap. stadium not big enough, bro. School swap. School swap. With who? Take the trash out of the only, SEC. Only team. And then take only, it. Honestly, bro, only team that's probably trash got a small stadium in Tennessee. Tennessee. Tennessee, take okay. it out. Tennessee not going nowhere. I'm going to tell you who. Vandy. That's the only school that can probably get out. Well, they shouldn't even be in there anyway. Put them in the Big Ten. Let them just get beat up all. Nah, Big Ten, they ain't taking over Vandy. They don't belong. Bro, there's nowhere for these. There's nowhere for that. So, look, I'm going to tell you. Uh, they need to do I'm some, they need to do some shifting. Move like the SEC needs to be an all the way through power conference because if you think about it, Texas, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, Alabama, like those that. are schools that's always on Auburn. Like, those are schools that's always on TV. Well, first off, first off, Ole Miss, Ole Miss gets TV time. First off, bro, A&M said they don't want Texas in there. Cause they know they're gonna get their ass. They want Texas to themselves. This this is came straight from AM uh representatives. And also, you also gotta think, since they don't want Texas in there, they never said that they didn't want Oklahoma in there. So I can see Oklahoma going to the SEC. Texas is gonna have to find them a new home. Bro, that's cold. Or so where or Texas, Texas go? Texas is gonna have to find they're gonna have to come to an agreement with Houston and allow you ovation to the Big Twelve and, and start a new conference. And at the same time, I'm thinking, you got a lot of schools, bro. They're not going to let Houston into the conference, bro, because Houston's going to take all of their recruits. If I had a chance to stay in Houston or Austin, I'm not going to pick Austin. Well, well, look. I'm not picking well, Austin. Well, right now, right now, they're looking at being broke or making money. Because uh, if they, if, if, well, they Oklahoma, are, hey, look, if Oklahoma leave, what money is there really to make for Texas? Cause the Red River, cause the Red River the, the, shootout is over. The, the Red River shootout is over, and the A and M rivalry has already been over. So what? But you can rekindle that. You can rekindle the bonfire. You can bring it back. Yeah, if they get into the SEC, which I don't That'll see be that. Great. That's not going to happen. Honestly, I don't know why they don't have to where they play each other anyway. Because it's not that was part of their conference, bro. But it's a rivalry that that has still it's, not died. It's a rivalry that's no more. Bro, since bro, two, that's since like, 2011, that's like no Michigan more. and Ohio State not playing each other anymore. 
That's like Auburn and Alabama not playing each other in the Iron Bowl anymore. Hey, it happens. I don't get it. It happens. And that was just like when U of H was beating on UT all the years, and now they ain't playing no more. They don't. UT does not want to deal with them losing even more recruits. Ever since Mac Brown left, Texas went just straight down here. Not not too Charlie Strong. You did your part because you gave Tom Herman a great team, and he blew it. He blew it. I won't say he gave him a great team. He but, gave him a great but team. But I think he recruited. I think bro. what what happened was Tom Herman. Uh, we found out that he was not a good recruiter. Honestly, all right. So let's do the was back. He, was he a good recruiter? At U of H. That's what I'm saying. Let's do the backstory on Tom Herman. Okay. Tom Herman came in and he took the keys from Tony Levine. Tony Levine wasn't a good coach as far as coaching on the field, but he was a damn great recruiter. Okay. He was the one that recruited Greg Ward and all those other players they had that Tom Herman basically uh, inherited. Okay. The uh, only player that Tom Herman actually recruited was Ed Oliver, which you can give him credit for. That's, that was but a good what the about six- De'Ara King? Oh, well, yeah, I, yeah, I guess De'Ara King. Maybe. I got to look back at the, the, the point when Tom Herman was leaving and De'Ara King was there. I think, I think King was a receiver, so he probably he probably did get King, but Major Applewhite kind of inherited, I think, kind of developed King more, more so. But Tom Herman, anyways, he, he, he walked into the perfect situation. And then he inherited all those players. And then when it was time for him to make that money at U of H or UT, rather. Now, a lot of people don't know, UT and U of H actually offered the same amount of money. Tom Herman just took UT because Tom Herman... Because you got a better deal with them. No, more well, it was that. Well, yeah, he, he got a better deal. I mean, He's more t- UT. But UT was his dream job, so that's why he went. Which anybody would do. Like, shit, if... My dream job called tomorrow. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm out of here, bro. Like, of course. But look at the legacy he could have left behind by staying at U of H. Yeah, but because uh, he would have, they would. But been. you know what, bro? I I think it was it was some red flags there, and and his uh in in the ending of his tenure, because if you notice, like they would always lose the the games that they needed to win, like and it'd be like against the teams that they should have just beaten down into the ground. Oh, you talking about SMU? Well, the SMU game, they lost to Navy. Oh, and they, they lost always to, lost. They lost to Navy. They lost to hey. UConn. That UConn game was that Bro. year. The year they lost to UConn. Yeah. That year was the year that blew it all up. Like they went like twelve and one, but since they lost to them, bro, that's why they didn't. That's why they didn't get in the uh that that's tournament. Why, that's why they get. Yeah, that's what they actually could have made the tournament. They actually could have made the tournament. And then what about all? What about them times you lost to Memphis? Oh my God, the Memphis losses. Yeah, Memphis, and then yeah, I think that was the year they lost to Memphis. And remember they had the Oklahoma. They came out strong that year. They beat Oklahoma and all that. And what was hey? What was hey? What was the teenagers you lose to a lot too? They used to wear purple and gold. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. It used, to, it used to be like a competitive game, too. It's not like, ECU. Huh? It's not ECU. You um, sure? I think it is. I ain't never lost no ECU. Bro, we used to, we, like, at one time, we I think we lost them, like, in a bowl game. Oh, well, it was ECU. But that was back before time Herman. Oh, okay. That was Kevin Sumlin. Okay. Yeah, that okay, my bad. Yeah, that's my, a, I apologize. Yeah, that's, that's another coach. Yeah, he had some red flags too. He had a lot of offense in Houston with no defense. 
And uh, he kind of took that up there to uh, A&M and stayed they, they had him for years. Hey, but you know what? He he did good with Johnny Menzel. You know, but you know what, bro? Arizona years. To, to be honest, uh, every coach that comes through Houston, they use Houston as a stepping stone. It's a great pipeline. They, they only succeed in Houston. They only succeed in Houston. I wonder why. Because the pipeline. And also, also to be honest, somewhat because of the conference. I mean, they, they get all these great players, but then, I mean, you got to look at who Houston playing too sometimes. So, you'd be like, yeah. Now, I mean, when they was in Conference USA, you kind of got to look at who they was playing. Now, to be honest, the American Conference is a lot more competitive, and I think that the American Conference doesn't get enough uh, media attention. They don't. Uh, and that's what I was going to say. They treat them you like they bro. UCF, that's another team that could possibly go into a big conference. They need to. Uh, Central Florida should be in the ACC right now. Um, anyway. Memphis has been very competitive lately. Cincinnati, too. And yeah, Cincy and Houston. And, and maybe even maybe even South Florida. They they have some good years. Now, lately, they haven't been good. They haven't been good. Well, South Florida, that's the one that Charlie Strong coaches right now, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, they they've been good, um, but like I think the last year or two they kind of took a step back. Man, hey, what's that school that um, the dude they used to coach? Uh, Lane Kiffin. What, what school is he coaching now? He, he's like at mid- FAU. Oh, FAU. Okay, yeah. Florida Atlantic, right? Nah, they, they, they might move to like a mid-major conference or something, but they ain't, they ain't gonna make no big stride like that. Okay. Um, well, people. I think we didn't hit that that line and uh a good show as always. Be now right. is the time. Uh, soon we got us a number coming out where y'all people can always just call in. Right, I want to uh, hear y'all feedback. Yeah. I want to hear it because guess what? I this is this is what this is for. You want to debate. You want to hear your opinions. Want to hear your thoughts. We want to see how you feel. Yeah. Hear how you feel. I love it. Yeah. Drop the comments. Uh, Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Do all of that. Keep in touch with us. Let us know. Give us some feedback. Let us know what's on your mind. Ask us some questions. Yep. Let us know what you think about today's topic. And let us know what you want to hear from us next time. All right. This is Real Talk Rick signing off. And this is your boy D-Raw. Right, the host from the best in the third coast.